dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again. You can't make this shit up podcast episode two. Yeah, man. They ain't, the, the fans ain't come for us. And not yet. Yeah, we, we still go. It's still go time. Yeah, man. It's go time. <laughs> episode two. Welcome back. Of course, it's Kev Nash holding it down. DJ Killer Kev. Yeah, yeah. We Glad back at it here. again, man. I want to thank everybody who downloaded the podcast, listened to the joint. Shouts out to the homie uh, out there, Cam. Let me make sure I get his name right so I don't mess up your name, homeboy. Cam Hardy, man. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to him, man. Showed his mad love out there, shared it. And if you want to share it, like it, download it, listen to it while you at the gym or shoot, listen to it while you at work, man. Help you get through that work day, man. Nothing, this is a Monday morning type of podcast, believe yeah, me. Yeah, we, we wrap up the news of the week. We get you ready for the next week, too, man. So, man, where you want to start, man? Where you want to start with this, yo, dude? Yo, I'm salty how cold it is outside in April, man. What is this, like the <laughs> April 9th, 10th? What, what's the day? Today is April 10th, man. 10th. Quick, quick story, man. I hear this every year. Every single year. Every single year, no doubt. And I'm going to hear it tomorrow. Tomorrow is my birthday. So, every year on my birthday, my mom calls me, as moms are prone to do for their kids. And she says, you know, it was this. It was April 10th. It was 65 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just finished taking your brother over your grandmother's house. And I was uh, running to grab some fish from the fish place. Blah, 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 blah. And I felt this pain. And then my water broke. <laughs> I had to call your, your grandmother. She came and picked me up. We went to the hospital. Your dad came. And by the time you were born, we were looking outside. It was four inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> so every single year, I got to hear about how it was cold and snowing when I was born in the spring. And today is no different, man. Right. <laughs> Ohio, man. Is it always cold this time of the year and nobody always. notices? Yeah, man. People think, <laughs> people think like, yo, it's springtime. It's about to be love. No, nah, man. Yo, one day y'all going to realize it don't get hot in April until like mid-May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about <laughs> yeah. May 15th, 16th. When That's you, when you can, you can come bank out. on it. Yeah, yeah, you can bank on it. Shorts and sundresses right. and all that stuff, Can't man. wait for those. Yeah, buddy. Sundress it's season. The mo- it's the most wonderful time of the year, <laughs> man. <laughs> right. Man. So I was reading about this guy. Uh-oh. Uh, his dad. He sold over 5,000 comic books of his comic book collection to help send his daughter to school. Uh, Al Sanders is his name. Mm-hmm. Now, you being a parent, I'm not a parent. Right. You got... Two little beautiful girls and another one on the way. Yeah, man. I'm getting punished for my army days. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. <laughs> would you, what would you have you collected over the years, man, that you will be willing to part with? Like, to, uh, to of my kids? <laughs> to help. Or, just, or I mean, like, like something that I've. Yeah, something you collected over the years, man. Like comic mm. books. I don't know about you, man, but like, I, I always read them because a homeboy in our neighborhood, uh, his stepfather used to collect comics, and we used to go down there and read them all the time. So I'm I'm familiar with the comic books, man. Yeah, and like CDs, I used to collect CDs all the time, man. But just to think about a father giving up something that he's probably been collecting since he's like 16 years old, but 
He gave him up to help pay for his child's health care. No, no, Senator to college. Oh, Senator to college. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> That's a Ooh. lot of comics, man. What was her grades like? Was she? I mean, it's shoes. <laughs> she looking at some Ivy Leaguers. Okay, well. Okay, well. Might be a, well, a good investment in the long run. I mean, at the end of the day, man, when you start having kids, it, it, come, it becomes more about them than you anyway. You've kind of, you know, you've lived a life. You've done this, done that. You know, some maybe left turns you made where you should have made it right. Some things that you might would have done different. So college, me per se, my story, I went straight from the, I, right right from high school, I worked at the Salem Mall. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that for a year. I worked in R.I.P. to the yeah, Salem Mall. Yeah, man, that was my <laughs> spot, man. Anybody from Trout, we used to go there for lunch, man. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, I uh, worked there in the jewelry store up until I went to the Army. Uh-huh. And I went to the Army. So from that point on, you know, college didn't come for me till after the army, and I kind of went through my GI Bill in a way that I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have just went to a four year school, got the bachelor's. Mm-hmm. I went to some trade schools, some tech schools, just to be going to school, collecting that money, right? Living off of that. That's how I was living, you mm-hmm. know. So, so for me to be a parent and my kid come to that point where a super dope college that she want to go to that's good for her is available. It's like. Can I give up this DJ gear? Can I sell all this? Like, woo. Or you gonna have to be DJing a lot more woo. parties, dog. It's like RIP to the DJ game. It's like that, he just pretty much RIP this collection. Like, this is what I was saving it for. So or you know, what about- like me, I collected baseball cards. Mm. I was really big into that as a kid. Uh more baseball than anything else. But like I still have like my my 1990s, you know, tops cards. In the hard cases, you know, like I still got all that stuff at mom's house. So it's like I've been holding on to it just to hold on to it. But like, what do you hold on to it for? Right. What are you holding on to Eventually, you're going to either lose it. It's going to get damaged. It's <laughs> going to get lost. Move. Yeah. It's going to get misplaced, you know. So it's like you spend all that time collecting it. I know for me, I'm thinking at that age, I'm like, maybe when I'm 30, this will help me get a house, you know. Yeah. Well, yep. hey, I'm 30 now. Let's. But I'm like, you know, I'm not ready to use not it for ready that. Not ready to cash yeah. them out. Maybe when I'm 45, 50, this will help me retire. You know, so it's like <laughs> you don't even know what you're going to be needing it for. But then holding on to all that long and then lose it is like, what was you holding on to it for? So if you're ready to let part with it, cash it in per se. Hey, cash See it in. what happened. That's yeah. funny you talk about that because I, I was at home in Cleveland over the weekend, man. And, uh, you know, my brother was over at my mom's house and we was Yo, going Yo, hold on real quick before yeah. you get into that. I just pulled up, right? And I'm looking on Facebook. I hit you like I'm here. Uh-huh. I look on Facebook, and the first thing that pops up is a post from you. It says, an hour ago from Cleveland Heights. Uh-huh. I'm like, there's no way he's here. Right <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. And, and then you respond back with your bet. I'm like, yo, is he punking me right now? I'm like, what, no, no, what's I'm, happening? I'm in <laughs> what's <city>. happening? <laughs> Shouts out to Instagram. They uh, they didn't update stuff. Because remember, you used to add the tag on their location. You yeah. can only add to like where you are, but now they can, you, yeah. you can do it wherever. Right. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, there's no way he's back. He was about to be I like, know that uh, drive. <laughs> right, it's it's a hump. And I definitely did that. But yesterday. sorry, go ahead. You was at the oh, fam's house. I was at the crib, and uh, me and my brother, we like, man, talking to our mom about, you know, what I'm saying decluttering. Like, yo, yeah. we even got you. You got a smart TV. You got Apple TV. You got this. That is is about condensing everything. Yeah. So why do you still these, need a DVD yeah. racks? DVDs, <laughs> Blu-rays. Like, look, man. Like, well, what if something happens? What if this goes away? Well, there will be another technology to replace it. 
and uh, then, <laughs> yes, because no one's gonna let that money sit. <laughs> yes, and then she says, "Well, what about all these damn basketball cards?" I was like, "Oh, them them collectors items." <laughs> and then my brother pulled up his uh Larry Johnson rookie card. Mm. Like, man, I just remember the feeling to open up a pack of cards, and you know what I'm saying, hoping you get that Michael Jordan. Hoping you yeah. get, shoot, I got a Kenny Anderson. I remember, I just think Kenny Anderson, like, oh, man, I seen him in college basketball. He crossed Bobby Hurley over so nasty. Yeah, I got some prime time cards. I got some, I got Isaiah Robinson, I mean, Isaiah Thomas rookie card. Woo! I got um, Shaq, Penny, um, just all from that era. I, I'm trying to think of who else. I know I got some, like, I got uh, Kyle Ripken rookie card. Oh. Like, I got... Like some stuff that was, you know, that was like passed down to me. Okay. So it's like my grandfather, he died when I was probably like 10, 11 years old, but we we was real close. In in that age, you really Mm -hmm. find something to get passionate about age. So that was cards and me and him. That was our little pastime when I go over there, everybody else. In the in the kitchen cooking, mm-hmm. me and him in the back going through cards, you know, Go just kind of kicking cards, it. See so. what joints you got, yeah, when he, man. When he thought I was ready to hold on to one, boom, he passed me a gym. So yeah, man, with well, something like that, man, I couldn't see myself giving it up. Yeah, nah, that, yeah something I know. That, something tough. that I paid for, like ah, right, whatever, I slang yeah. it. But like as I saw my um, I got the um, I got a Magic Johnson MVP card, mm. and I'm thinking to myself like, man, okay. This is gonna be the one. Every time I go home, I look at it like, man, I'm not even gonna look up and see how mm-hmm. much it costs or how much it's worth. But man, if if I see the right number, I'm slanging that boy. The, the one thing I've always because I got, I got, I think it's four or six pack of Dream Team cards, the '92 Dream Team that aren't even open. Okay, you know, like I had a whole bunch. So I opened some of them, so I know what's in there. And there's some, this majority of the lineups, mm-hmm. but I got some that's fresh in the pack that's sealed. You know, and it's like. Like you say, it's like some of those, somebody, some, you know, God forbid, a, cl- a chunk of them pass away at a uh-huh. time, and they, and that's kind of how it gets boiling, and it gets kind of circulated again, you know, then you're like, yo, this is a prime time to cash this in, you know. So. Right. Like, do our trading cards still a thing, like, today? Man, I, I, I think they are. I just think it's more so, like, groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like, some people get into, you know, stamps or or shoes you know or stuff like that it's just like that little culture that you kind of follow i know like i watched the pond star show a lot on the mm-hmm. history channel and like you know you'll still people coming in there with sports memorabilia and they had the the sports guys the expert come in and right. you know it's like it's still it's still doing something for people people to still be in business so. right because i just think about like how we was talking about with technology is it is it still a a valuable business just because you know do people like, for instance, we used to buy CDs, and I remember opening a CD, see who produced it, see what sample it was, and now it's just like a straight digital download. You don't know who uh, made the beat unless the DJ or the producer's tag is on it. You know what <laughs> Yo, I mean? It was funny you talk about that. Just last night, I just got in the mood to like search for artwork for some of these MP3s I have in my DJ stuff, so that when I'm DJing, the artwork it just shows up right. on my screen. No, really no purpose to no one just take some space on my screen but mm-hmm. it's like i can see the old outcast you know when i'm dropping something or i can see the the black album jay-z mm-hmm. pop up and i can get into a, a mindset you know so for me because like you say at our age we still got the cd books at home mm-hmm. the, the big boys the like 
the bigger your CD book was, it was more how like almost how how more of a G you yes, was. Like, yes. Like I got the two hundred page man. I got a thousand page at home. Like this thing is as big as a stove. Like you know, like, they had some big CD books back in the and day. And put so. it in them big ass totes and had yeah. to love that boy, man. I that's because that's when I started DJ. You know, I I I didn't start with vinyl. Mm-hmm. I started just right after the military, so that was like oh five oh six. So it was just you know back it was just burning CD. That's Opeezy, man. That's that was the gateway in. Opeezy let me get his CD books. Off the strength of just showing him love, coming to his gigs and learning, build a relationship with him, boom. He said, yo, it's, it's, su- it's Sunday. I don't spend again until Friday. Go. I'm just downloading all night. Just How long did it take you to get the book? That whole week. Oh. It took me the whole week. And that was that was like four, five hours of sleep. Doing it first thing in the morning all day long. Because I was making, I had to label them. So you right. had to listen to it. It wasn't no Shazam. Right. It wasn't no easy way to like, yo, what song? What is song this? is this? Man, what's, oh. So you had to like take it. It took forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever. But that was the grind I had to be on, you know, right, to, right. to get where I'm at now. So like I put in work with that kind of stuff. I wasn't lug- lugging crates and breaking my back, but I still was putting That's in crazy. hours and hours at the craft. So That's crazy, man. Speaking of respect for the, for the craft and everything, all right, N.W.A. They went into the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's dope. And I'm from Cleveland. That's where the Rock Hall is, and I've still never been there. So I definitely, definitely need to get up there once uh, all their stuff is I've there. only been there once, but I don't remember it. Because <laughs> uh, uh, NWA is one of my favorite groups of all time. Yeah. Now, Gene Simmons, you know, uh, from Kiss, yeah. Makeup, whatever, right, Tongue right, Out. Right. He said, rappers do not belong in the Rock Hall because they do not play an instrument. How did the Rock and Roll start? You know, it's like <laughs> that goes back to rhythm and blues. Like, I just think all that's that just was a together move, back man. in the yeah. Oh, of course. I just think it's plain and simple. Just hate because for hip hop and rap to be a, be around, basically, what since seventy nine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All I remember is thinking or hearing about how they thought rap was just a fad and it'll come and go, kind of like disco. Right. You know what I mean. Right. It's 2016, man. Yo, it's it hasn't gone. This genre of music ain't going nowhere, man. They That's got- what I think about a lot when I talk to some of my friends. It's like, I feel like we're supposed to be getting to an age where we don't want to listen to rap no right. more. Like, the new rap, like, we start, it's starting to boil our blood a little bit when some of this we stuff comes out. those people. <laughs> but then it's like, what are we listening to? Like, when we were young and... You know, Little John, the noises he was making, the the beats at that time, people looked at that music like, yo, like some of the like 90s rap fans mm-hmm. looked at that music like this corny, this stuff is corny. Like right. it, was, it was corny then. It was weird. It was different. And people didn't know how to accept it. And it's just grown to it's now. It's just growing, man. So, what people got to realize, especially about hip hop, man, the music is always going to stay young, man. Yeah. It's always about the young people. I'm learning that more and more with the... Avenues I'm in with DJ, I'm doing proms more. Mm-hmm. Sweet 16, you know, I'm growing with these kids from doing they Sweet 16 to now, you know, I'm getting asked to do this party for graduation and the family done booked me for a wedding. It's like I'm taking it to other avenues, but some of the music I have to get, <laughs> like, who did what? You know, I'm right. downloading this stuff. Like, this, woo. Yeah, I mean, even some of the music, you know what I'm saying, that we play on the station, man, like, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But then, you know, just like anything with music, you hear it enough, 
It's catchy enough. Yo, that's you learn it and you be like, I can't believe I'm singing this. That's how this world was built, man. Off of, you know, marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you market something and instill it into someone's mindset so so long, it's like ba da ba ba ba. You know, like <laughs> You're right. you you know what that means. You know that hey McDonald's. You know, right. like <laughs> and and people sticks. and people like it's amazing, especially to me. You know, I hit that request line. People still want to hear that whip nay nay man. Ooh, really? Still want to hear like yeah, I want to hear that Silento. I'm thinking Ooh. of my, I'm thinking of myself like <laughs> one wasn't that a fad? Two wasn't that a year ago? But I always got to remind myself, man. Like people, most people don't like new stuff, man. Yeah, we say we like a lot of people say they like new stuff, but that most of them don't, man. Most people ain't like a DJ or somebody that's just really into music yeah. where. You know what I'm saying? They they number one goal is to find the newest song from from Fab or or J. Cole. Like, oh yeah, J. Cole got a new joint. Let me let me send that out on my Facebook so I can be like the first one to be like, yo, yeah. I, I heard a new joint, y'all. That's exactly what I talk about with some DJ friends, man. It's like everybody feel that they can be a DJ. Mm-hmm. They go somewhere and hear someone who they they consider whack, you know, or they don't like, but they don't understand. You have to know how to rock hip hop. Mm-hmm. Rock new, rock old, rock you know a ninety set, rock a top forty set, rock a. I did a country wedding last year. I'm talking Ooh. country. It was country and a little bit of top forty. Like <laughs> the farthest I went, hip hop was probably a Drake song. You know, really, <laughs> like just hold on, I'm going home. Like that's probably as far as it went. You know, it was. This How was, the hell did you do pull that off? Yo, I'm, I'm just a fan of music. Like, you know, I, I think I grew, you know, people. I'm mixed. My mom's white. My dad's side of the family I never was really close with. So I was raised around white people, mm-hmm. bottom line. <laughs> so, you know, I grew up around country music. I grew up around the Garth Brooks fans and the James Taylor, one of my favorite artists. Michael McDonald, one of my favorite artists. Like, I Everybody love Michael McDonald. Yeah, though. yeah. Like, I can, <laughs> like, I'm that guy that after a DJ and at the hottest club playing the newest songs, that ride home, it got to be. Michael McDonald, it got to be my, I got like a white boy mix of like all that like Motown era, mm-hmm. late 80s mix of just all that kind of music. So sometimes I zone out just to that. Like I just, my fan of music. So. Right. And I'm, shoot, I'm the same way because uh, people always like, you know, you got your presets in your car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got a lot to where I work, I want to do not. <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm saying? Another preset is the classical music station in town and like, I listen to classical music on the drive when I get off work. Like if yeah. it's either that or I'm listening to sports talk. Like yeah. it's like I listen to, I, to music all day for work, and then when I get home, I'm always looking for new music. So for that, you know, what I'm saying 15, 20 minute drive to the crib, I'm listening to classical music or sports talk. That's where and, I uh, think radio and DJs are really similar because people don't realize how much money through Friday you spend. You get home. You download a new, you making sure you got the new stuff and not just the new songs for the 18 and up night. You got to have a new, you know, 92.1 music, I call it. You know, you got to have to keep up with the Maxwell's coming out with stuff. You got to keep up with this and that. So it's like, you got to put in some time. Mm-hmm. That stuff that doesn't appear on your computer, you got to go right. get it. You know, yeah, Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and the crazy, that's why, like, when I was a kid, like, my mom and my grandma, especially my grandmother, she listened to classical music. And, uh, you know, on them uh, clean up Saturdays yeah. at the crib, <laughs> moms would be blasting that classical music, I man. I still be on that. <laughs> I still be on that. And she just <laughs> would, for, like, when you hear it, just wake up. 
She on that today. <laughs> Real. Again? <laughs> and clean up the crib. Right. Homeboys coming to the spot. They hear the music. Be like, oh, them, them niggas in he, there cleaning up the done. house. They'll be out in a couple he's hours. Done. Until, Let's you know what I'm saying? I took, started. <laughs> I took the music appreciation classes. And, like, I knew some of the music off rip. And then it, until, like, I listen to it now. And it's like, I can't believe that, especially at that age, now I'll be like, oh, yeah, I need to hear that. Yeah, it, it takes you on. to a place that, like, that's how it is. Like, that's how I look at going to the gym for me. I've been trying to do get active more, lose some of this weight. But that sauna and steam room, I don't care how tired I am from a workout or what I did. Sitting in there, you know, sometimes there'd be people in there talking, getting on your nerves. But <laughs> for the most part, you can catch a, a five, ten minute span of just silence. You know, right. and it's like I listen to music all day. I talk to people all day. I'm on my phone all day. It's like I'm just all like you're just stimulated all day long. It's mm-hmm. like I need that 10 minutes just to sit there and close my eyes and just breathe, like just chill. Like, right. That, that's how I like keep my sanity sometimes it's like just let let that 10 minutes is everything think about this man think about this and in today's society man with with this little device right here a phone man we are literally connected all day to whatever you want to be connected to To not anything man (laughs) that's the key i mean think about it like okay when we was kids we had to you know what i'm saying the homeboys pops who had the Playboy magazine. Yeah. <laughs> this your Playboy magazine Yo. <laughs> times a million yeah. right here on your phone. That's 630 wake up sometimes. <laughs> that's that's prime time searching right there. You right. are within seconds. You know, you you watching what you then you can be in, in your category of choice. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> And uh actually Pornhub is allowing streaming from your cellular device to your phone now, by the way. Yo. For anybody that's out there that wanted to know, you, you have that news too. Right. But like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You you on IG, you on Facebook, you on Twitter. You connected with people all the time. People, mm-hmm. you in group chats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All day. And if you forget your phone at work, I mean, forget your phone at home when you head to work. You will be late to work to go get it. <laughs> you will turn back around your car, no matter how far along you are on that work drive. You, you got to have yeah, it. It's like... I cannot leave this at home all day. Is it, it's like, is, it's like, it a, is it an addiction? You think it's an man. addiction or you just think like, man, this is the way the world is now. And just think about it. Your daughters. Yeah. This is technology that is just, it's going to be obsolete by the time they are age. Oh, yeah. They, they've been unlocking my iPhone for years. Like putting in the password, swiping, know how to open <laughs> this app, close these background apps. Like they, they work the iPhone. Like they go to a school district where... Apple product is like all around them, mm-hmm. you know. So they got MacBooks t- to work on during the computer lab. They got iPads to help teach them, and like they just all day long. So the fine to me, it's just a fine line, though. It's because when I'm traveling or out of town, it's so dope to be able to like, you know, I want to see my kids. Boom, right. we having a face to face conversation. I can see their reactions. I can make faces with them. Feel like I'm there for a minute, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you say, it's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to bed. It's like you just always using it and always dependent on it. Like I, I keep a lot of, you know, health information, you know, family members, social security. Like I keep a lot of things in my phone that are like, you, you cannot lose this. Right. Like, this, can, this cannot be misplaced. You know. So, so like I, I was thinking to myself, all right, when are the times I'm not on this damn thing. Yeah. It's only two times when I'm asleep 
or when I'm in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I'm watching a movie at home, it's st- I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean to tell me, so let's just say roughly I'm getting eight hours of sleep. So it's only eight hours a day that I don't have this damn thing doing this. Right. That's that's kind of scary, man. And, it, and it, if you roll over and don't know what time it is, <laughs> you don't look for a clock no more. Right. Where where am I phone? What time? Uh, that bright light, boom. <laughs> you know, I forgot about that white party last night. Let me see if so and so was out. I'm up. I'm up for a sec. You know. You know. It's like that's how it goes. <laughs> so, and then what make it worse? I got a I got a uh, Apple Watch. So now, uh, like, if anything ain't like that, I could just. Uh. Yeah. How how you like that? By the I way, I love it, dog. I've been, I love it. I've been. I'm- I've been sniffing around like, yeah, yo, that man. might be the next move because I'm, yeah. I'm Apple everything. Man. It keep, it keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Keep you everything too. Exactly. All your apps are right Can't here. make this stuff yeah, up, man. Can't make this up, man. <laughs> and it's, I, me and my wife talk about this all the time, and it's just like, because you know what I'm saying. My little nephew, Mav, his birthday's coming up, so you know what I'm saying. We Snapchat with, uh, not Snapchat, but uh. Tango with mm-hmm. uh, the little dude, got to see the little dude and everything like that. But it's like, man, like you said, it was great for technology to see everything. But damn, like, I want to, like, be disconnected for a minute. Like, yeah. I feel bad that, you know what I'm saying, me, my brother, my mom, sister-in-law, wife, we at my mom's house, and literally everybody had a phone in their hand. Silence. For a split, little dude, if little dude's not was if he wasn't sleep, we would, you know what I'm saying, be interacting with him. But he mm-hmm. was knocked out, so we literally like this, all of it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's just crazy to think about because you know we didn't have that when we were kids. So you know what I'm saying, we actually had to call somebody and talk to somebody yeah. as opposed to it. Like you said, the closest we got, like I can remember my my high school girlfriend and me and her. We had, you know, the pages was hot then. <laughs> so you had a little code that you could send and would mean certain things. And right. It's like, yo, I'll be home in five minutes or call me in, call me in five minutes. And then at four minutes, I'm grabbing the phone, calling the information line so I can listen to the time and weather so that way it can beep in versus ring so my mom <laughs> won't hear the phone. Like it was like it was a process you had to go yeah, through and just like. Let me holler at her real quick, see if she up. You know, it was like that's, that's <laughs> you real. had to page him, you had to wait, you had to have a plan in place. You had that like, that planning. <laughs> I remember, like, uh, shouts out to my homeboy Demond. We uh, in high school, like, especially in middle school, especially in middle school, that was my right hand man. Like, he was a year older than me, and he uh, you know what I'm saying? He was out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He did everything first. <laughs> right. Got some moons first. Got shot, everything. Shot the shot smoke. <laughs> he got everything first. He was always like, he was always the person I would go to before, even before I would go to my brother, because my brother's six years older than me. And he'd be like, ah, your little ass nigga, you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. So I'll go to my man's like, look, man, I need some help. Right. Like, coach me through this. Right. Be on that three way game. Or I'll be at his house talking on the phone to a chick. Yeah, that three way like, change back in the day used to be like that was a group chat. <laughs> I mean, you, you had chat. to make sure you had five people that had three ways so they could three way to the next person so everybody can be on the phone. You six, seven people, you was, <laughs> that was group chat. Did your moms <laughs> ever interrupt it like by calling the operator? My mom, I think sometimes, you know, has a kid, like you don't think, you think you got it all down packed. Your plan, your plan is in place, but you're not thinking about. How loud you laughing? 
<laughs> at something or how much noise you making in the kitchen doing stuff to where a parent waking up like it's one o'clock Saturday. I hear him talking. Who are we talking? He on the phone. You know, like they can figure it out. Right. Pick the phone up. Kevin. Uh oh. Everybody <laughs> click, 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 click. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody hanging up because you know it wasn't nothing to get at another kid's, uh, uh, another parent's kids. Like yo, your son is acting up. That was still. I had neighbors that. They told, me, they told me to get out of the yard and I kept messing with them. They had tried to spank my butt and tell my mom. Like, it wasn't like they were scared to talk to anybody. Right, like, right. How times are, unfortunately, now in most places. So That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, like, like we we're saying, man, you turn into, you know what I'm saying, that guy. You know what I'm saying? Those people that we think about, like, oh, man, it back in my day, it was like this. But it's like with technology the way it is, man, it's hard not to think about that type of stuff, man, because. You know, like it's literally people that you don't even talk to. Oh yeah. That, and then like I was uh finding myself like scrolling through all my contacts or whatever, and it's just like, man, when the last time I actually talked to him? Yeah. Talked to her. Like man, like we came up together, like but you know what I'm saying? We stay in contact because of this device right, right here, man. It's, but it's I look at too crazy. like on the flip of that, it's like. Most Monday mornings, you know, or, you know, the Monday after a payday, I find myself, you know, on my phone, paying my phone bill, mm-hmm. looking up the, the DPNL account number and log in so I can log in to see what DPN boom payday. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's needed and a necessity for me to keep me organized in life at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then the same thing I look at too, I work at the VA hospital and I think about sometimes like phone numbers, like, like <laughs> if I lost this phone, I could call mom's house. I could probably call my best friend. You know, you probably depend on how long they had their phone. Like, <laughs> right. I, I got some friends that's been sprinting since 2000, you know, so they got the same number, <laughs> same number for a minute. So like some of those are locked in, but most people, if I happen to, you know, fall the face of the earth for two months can't remember my log like it's a process to get back connected mm-hmm. <laughs> you really fall off like i don't have nobody's number i can't holler at so-and-so a, a close friend that we chop you per se i can't i can't damn what's kev nash number to hit? like <laughs> i don't know your number but i just you locked in my phone right <laughs> so it's like that's crazy it's because crazy. At how, the how, station, how, how much you need it yeah at the station uh um we're here you know and internet was down. Oh, yeah. So, you know, inside information about radio business, all the music is stored on computers. Right. So, you know, whatever. We can play the music. That's not a problem. But we also got to do com- commercials. And how we get those commercials is, you know, obviously the company's email, our sales staff, but no internet, no, no, no commercials. Mm. So we can't log in there to do commercials so our production manager he's like oh yeah um emails down i'll be back at one o'clock because he can't send them out for people to do them so we just have to sit here and wait and then once you wait until like two o'clock when you normally getting your commercial stuff by 11 in the morning you know what I'm saying you got some free time you run into the st- production studio knock out a commercial and then he starts sending them out and then 
you normally doing like three and three and the three or four in a day. And then that three or four or five is needs to be done in an hour. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? You got to multiply that by five people trying to get yeah. into three studios. Right. <laughs> it's a fight at that, the door. Like that same story is <laughs> that's how I envision this whole touch ID technology going. Like, I think it's going to get to where businesses can be like, you know, you don't have your work email on your phone. Some people do, though. Mm -hmm. You know, they can get stuff done. It's like, you know. I don't. You, you, you can <laughs> sign this with your thumb. Boom. You can right. you can send this with this to this group. Like, it's still going to be ways, I think, to connect to where these, these things are not. They're going to be so a part of you that it's almost like everybody's going to have one. Like, no one's going to be stealing them. Right. <laughs> like right. I know for me, like if I see someone drop their phone, I go above and beyond what I really have to do to be like, hey yo, <laughs> your phone, bro. You're gonna need this. Yeah, because that thank you gonna be sincere. Like, bro, I <laughs> like, appreciate oh, you. Man. Yeah, because we've all been there. We're like, yo, where's my and for a second you like, yo, I'm I'm in Florida. Yo, where's my phone? <laughs> like, this can get bad quick. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, and like, you know, even like you walk around, you you do that. That quick oh, yeah, tab yeah you got going. wallet keys phone baby <laughs> bye 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 Three essentials to life <laughs> all right so kobe mm. his last game is like, on what, three Wednesday. more games left right three more three thing. more games now shouts out to homie mike wilson jimmy mack and my cousin d big kobe bryant fan shout out to my cousin d too he'll be uh, LA fan. and shouts out to my homie tim he he's a super kobe bryant fan I hate Kobe Bryant, <laughs> plain and simple. But reluctantly, have to salute the man. He's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, no question about it. So Mamba Day is on Wednesday. His last game, man. What is Kobe gonna do for his last game? He gonna do what he did with the All-Star game and just go out there, show the people some love, and sit back and let the let the love come into him. Yeah, man. Kobe. Or is he gonna give us one last Kobe Bryant? He gonna give us two, maybe three dope fadeaways. <laughs> he gonna give us a one, you know, rocking chair, the stutter step, just one of them Kobe ness shots. But I don't think it's gonna be more than that. Like I think he's gonna just ride this wave, man. Like one thing I saw for me, I'm a huge sports fan, all sports. I'm sitting here watching the Masters right now. <laughs> but um, one thing I saw, man, that really put it in perspective for me, it was a picture of Kobe guarding Dale Curry. And Cody Garden, Steph Curry. Ugh. It's like, yo, he's been in the league for a minute. You know, it's like, oh, the, the it's a long time. Yeah, the wear and tear. Like, I look at just at a professional level, not not at the YMCA rec level where you can still <laughs> smoke and, and 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 still drop thirty five on somebody because you still got. We talking professional level, the grind of the road. You got a hotel bed. I've been in some hotel beds where I woke up like shit. That bed wasn't for me. You know, so it's like. <laughs> All that you deal with, it's like, yo, these, he's got some time. You have to respect the just the years. Right. Like 20 years. 20, uh, like, think about that, dude. People get pension for that. Like, people <laughs> people work hard. People work for that number, like, to say, I, you know, I, I've had a career. Like, that's, that's just amazing. 20 years of professional sports. Not at not, its highest level. Yeah, not the high school grind, not the AAU grind, not the. He's been doing this for a long time. Bussing. <laughs> Nonstop. Bussing, so, yeah, ass-taking names. So, salute to Kobe. I've always respect Kobe. I, 
You know, anybody that's not a Lakers fan, Kobe done, done gave you about 10 of them. So you yeah. you definitely got to have respect for the guy, but yeah. you just be like, yo, God, cut it out, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's just like just thinking about, you know, my cousin D, he always shoots me uh trash, talk about how great Kobe is. And, you know what I'm saying? He, he's, he thinks he's the second best player of all time. I was like, that's that's a whole nother argument. Oh, but yeah. He'll shoot me the um the YouTube clips of Michael Jordan and Kobe like, yo, this the closest thing we ever going to get to Mike. And the hater in me be like, ain't no other closest thing to Mike. Yeah. Mike is it. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. But when you see the the fadeaway, you see the drives, you see the up and unders, you see the dunks. It's like, dude, this dude was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this dude like is a clone of Michael Jordan, man. Yeah. Like you, like there's tapes out there I've seen where they show Jordan's move and Kobe's move side by side, and they're identical. And I'm, I'm not talking just the, <laughs> the drive to the right, hard step back to the, you know, not one of them. I'm talking like seven, eight, nine different moves that are just. It's crazy. Yeah, the the spin, the the head fake, the up and <laughs> under, like all that, you know, like. Shouts out to the people that that do that stuff, that editing for YouTube, man, yeah. because. That's work. That's a lot of work, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the a salute to Kobe Bryant because I mean, what other player to model your game after Michael yeah. Jordan and to be able to actually do it? That's what <laughs> I'm afraid of with this whole Steph Curry wave, man. Because it's not right to pull up from 32 feet. <laughs> I don't care what age bracket, how dominant you are, and what league. That's not proficient basketball. Shout out to my homeboy <laughs> uh, AP. He coaches his son's That's basketball, and he said the same thing. He's like, "Man, I love Steph Curry, but he like Mark." He said basically the same thing Mark Jackson says. Like he's bad for basketball because the now first thing people are doing is pulling. Yeah, like, like a step on a in. fast break with you and another defender. Anyone that's ever played basketball is you go to the hole. Go to the hole. You don't stop three steps from half court <laughs> and yank it with no one down there for a rebound. It's like God what? Is sprinting to that, that <laughs> elbow three. Yeah, like people aren't even crashing. Like, you know, the whole figure eight drill. Mm -hmm. Like that figure eight drill is basketball. But now if you were to do that figure eight drill, you're going to throw it to open space because that man is going to be – Seven, eight feet back at the three-point <laughs> line with his hands up. Like, yeah. Ayo, ayo. Three ball, three ball. ball, 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 ball. That's crazy because, so, I mean, you know. I, I just fear that, like, some of these kids, man, like, I fear, like, when, when my girls are in high school and I'm going to a high school game to support whatever, I don't, like, everybody going to be Kevin Durant and, and smaller, you mm -hmm. know, and everybody's going to be just shooting and they're gonna be big men or they're gonna have that one big man of course but it's like basketball is gonna just people gonna be shooting 35 40 shots man and that's what i'm afraid <laughs> i mean i think it's always a room for a dominant big man like look at hassan Whiteside. yeah he said they he wishes that draymond green would guard him because he would punish him now hassan Whiteside ain't nowhere near a shaquille o'neal but I got to believe if it was another Shaquille O'Neal dropped on this planet, he would destroy. Yeah. I would give it to him every time. <laughs> yeah, like, every time. Like, deep, like you really going to try to let Draymond Green check Shaq? 
Draymond, Draymond Green is 6'7". Yeah. Shaq is 6'7'3". <laughs> and Draymond Green struggled to be a, a really good powerful forward at Michigan State. Like, he right. was trying to venture out into them jump shots anyway. You know, it's like, in the paint, it's just, it doesn't add up. I don't care what move you got. If, if somebody's 7'3". And that's part of why, <laughs> that's part I like, I like Golden State. Shouts out to my homie, Jay Rand. He's the only true Warriors fan I ever met in my life. Yeah, uh, like really, <laughs> really got Warriors stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. those are the ones I respect, too. He, uh, I told him, I was like, hey, man, congratulations on the trip. I think y'all going to make a good run for it this year. Definitely, shoot, they might get that, uh, break the record. I was like, man, but I still got to believe that the Spurs are going to go to the finals, man. I got to believe at two seven-footers down low is going to beat two jump shooters. Like, the game of basketball is about tall dudes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to believe that, right? Or am I just crazy? I mean, that's that's the that's the era we was raised in. I got to believe it. But it's been, <laughs> it's been like that since basketball was started. Oh, I'm going to get the tallest dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first pick was always the tallest dude. The second pick was probably your best friend. <laughs> and then the third pick. Was the dude you was trying to just not act like you wanted to pick that really was probably the dopest one out there. <laughs> like we've all been there in the moment. So it's like Hey, it's a, for me. Try to keep that gym be. and build your power squad around that gym. So that, it, big men are definitely gonna be needed, but I just think it's gonna everybody's gonna be, you know, pulling up like fifteen footers and out. Like it ain't gonna be no people are, people are gonna miss game winning layups. People are gonna you like heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, people are gonna be missing game winning layups. Like that, that era of basketball is coming, and that's what's crazy to me, because you know cats ain't working on their left more than working on that on that three from the corner. That short porch yeah. three. <laughs> like, come on, that's man. scary to think about, man. It is, but when, I, when you cross somebody over, and then the big man retreat to somebody that's open for a three because they think you're gonna kick it, and you just and you smoke it, right? I can remember one of the dopest moves of my era was the crossover, but before you even made another move, you underhand that, that dope underhand pass. Uh-huh. So you you cross up and you throwing it out to somebody that's cutting to the hole. Like people are just spreading out now. <laughs> like you're not you, people aren't. Le, LeBron crashed the hole when he want to. Aside from that, D Wade he'll he'll crash the hole, but. D-Way had that super Euro step back <laughs> for that 10, 12 footer. You know, it was like, he'd go hard, but he'd have him, but didn't. Well, eh. Let me shoot this. I'm going to shoot this. Is Scott scared of contact or they just want that money ball? I think, I, yeah, I think, I think Cat just want that, just want that, that, that moment to put their hands in the air. And, <laughs> oh, you know, like just do that, do their special move, you know? <laughs> man, it's, it's that shine, crazy. Man. It's a different, different game for Cause sure. Because I was man. the basketball player on the team that was diving for the ball, crashing into the bleachers, back all messed up. <laughs> I was the hustle player. You hustle know? man, hustle man. Ain't everybody need a hustle man oh, yeah, on, on them streets, but man. But I can still hit that three ball. Yeah, man, but <laughs> but uh, man, uh, sad news, man. Shoot, uh, Will Smith, Yo, former Buckeye. Man, this is crazy because that's the era of Buckeye that I really follow hard because of oh, a man. high school, you know, uh, friend of mine, Will Allen, mm-hmm. went to Trywood up until senior year, then went to Wayne and Purcell through Ohio State. But 
Like that's the era you really when you got a friend friend that's mm-hmm. there, you, you watching all that game. So it's like just to hear just to hear how how dumb it was, man. It's like very dumb, man. Senseless. And, and it goes back to what you said is uh earlier. Uh, you know, first thing I did, hit hit snooze, was popping on the gram, was popping on Facebook, <laughs> and I see Will Smith and I was like, huh? So I'll read the whole story. It's like, man, it's kind of kind of nutty, man. Like, you know, first thing, you know, saying shot and killed, I'm thinking like, oh man, he was out at the club. Yeah, that's and that's what and that's what that's the part for me that sucks. You thinking what 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 was he doing dumb? Yeah. That's just where the mindset we at. It's like what? Got into it with please some cats be, at the club. Please don't let it be done racial. You know, like you start yeah. going into these rants within yourself because that's just where the world is. That shows you how messed up it is. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, he was he was literally out with the fam, got rear-ended by a Hummer, mm-hmm. and must have gotten out. Words were exchanged. They said six to eight shots went off. His wife got, got hit. hit twice in the leg. He no, was see, pronounced dead at the scene. It's that's like crazy, man. You 34 years old. You go out for a night on the town with the wifey, go get and, some and food. And I can remember like a hard knocks or it's something out there where they like introduced Will Smith and his family. Really? Like I feel like I feel like that's it got deep. Maybe when 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 the Saints won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Katrina time frame, you just right. caught one of them one of them detailed dope stories. But I feel like I feel like his story's been out there. Like I just don't remember it, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's been out there. So yeah, yeah, man. So definitely prayers up for that. And you yeah, know what I'm saying? That peace. story, all his family I and mean, friends, prayers up. I mean, that story definitely hits close to home for you know what I'm saying because I mean, obviously he's a former Buckeye, helped us win the national championship mm-hmm. over the Hurricanes. I just remember them. Like I remember the Hurricanes couldn't block him. Oh yeah, they couldn't block him. No. And I was he like, was a, he was Pro Bowl with the, you know, I think his whole career was with the Saints. Yep, I with think, the Saints. But had a Pro Bowl year. Like he was, he was kind of like how how you look at Bosa now. Yep. He kind of had that like, yo, where's 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 Will at? Yep. <laughs> Point of my, I mean, I just remember him blowing by, getting that sack on Dorsey, just, mm-hmm. just causing havoc, shutting, helping shut down McGahee. You know what I'm saying? Him getting drafted. I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably the up. only game. If I turn past ESPN Classics and that thing is on, <laughs> yeah, whatever I was about to go watch can wait. Like that was my, that's my favorite game, you know. I, Absolutely. I look man. at it too because, again, Will Allen, my high school friend, your know, childhood friend, he the one that blew up McGahee's knee on that hit. And it's like, that's part of football, <laughs> yeah, baby. It's like, it's we like, appreciate <laughs> that hit. <laughs> it's like people don't realize how many big moments Will been a part of. Will was a part of that Michigan interception. Interception had the interception yeah. uh, versus UC, like second week of the season. Yeah, like he had a, he had some big moments for that for that run. Mm-hmm. Sure, so, had the interception at, uh, versus NC State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, like you said, man, that's my era, man. Like oh, yeah. that Trestle era, boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. locked in now, but like that era right there, boy. Right. I can remember like vivid moments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, but definitely rest in peace, though. To him, absolutely, for his family. Man, absolutely, and uh, good news they they caught uh, the alleged dude, right? You know what I'm saying, so uh, yo, I saw an article too, I want to touch on real quick. Yeah, I don't know how I, I saw it just this morning. It's an article going around saying that Samuel L. Jackson has put out an article saying that he's moving to Dayton and he's tired of the like Hollywood lifestyle and the times he's been to Dayton. It was like a Dayton or it was like a channel, like a news article really and it's been i saw a share probably 15 20 times this morning but he's been a dating a few times he feels the people are real he feels there's problems everywhere but he just 
He's tired of the fakeness of Hollywood, and he wants to just move to Dayton, Ohio area. I'm like, maybe so that him was, and Dave Chappelle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. He might be in Yellow Springs. He might, yeah, you know, yeah, Dayton area. People, Dayton area is far stretched wide. <laughs> right. Like, it ain't, they, might see him at the Cheesecake Factory on, on yeah, a good yeah. Saturday. <laughs> You're going to be riding with Dave Chappelle therapy for the soul food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, think about that. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Classic movie. Shoot, he had been in, shoot, what? Juice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Do the Right Thing. Uh, obviously, Avengers. Uh, shoot. Um, I'm about to look this Mo up. Mo Better Blues. Uh, basically, every Spike Lee movie. Imagine that, man. You know what I'm saying? You you out at the green, and you see Sam Jackson chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? This day in Ohio, so you know what I'm saying? We don't see, like, superstars of that ilk like that, man. Yeah, the article was posted by DaytonNews11.com. So I'm not sure if that's Channel 22. Or I'm, I'm not sure, but this article is Samuel L. Jackson explains why he's moving in Dayton, Ohio. So. Hey, well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Stop by the station. Yeah. Swing through. Swing through, man. We, we can definitely kick it with Sam Jack, man. That would be that'd be quality, man. That'd be Also, dope. man, do we want to, are we going to touch on to that? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, because you found it. You sent it to me. I was waiting for I you saw, to bring uh, it up. I saw an um, interesting reply to the uh, homie Sellis' uh, revenge track. Mm -hmm. I saw some people put out a video that looked pretty pretty thorough i remember a few of those faces from my club cream and <laughs> club evolution and all those you know all those days so shout out to all the homies man hope y'all keep it peaceful yes keep it absolutely hope y'all just you know i don't mind it i don't mind the talking shit verses like right you, you can say fuck them and then, you know whatever however you want to handle your verse it's just like yo we don't it's enough going on in dating man we don't need a war out here right I, everybody the, knows everybody man right the name of the track is uh respect your elders man so yeah. uh, definitely look it up <laughs> on uh youtube man yeah that looked like it was it looked like it was uh a response to say yeah, oh least. it was definitely a response <laughs> and i mean yeah. it's been other responses out there but i think this is the the one that's really making waves yeah you know what i mean yeah. and i mean you know we talked about this last week but uh you need that hip-hop culture needs that you yeah. know what i'm saying and uh, as like you said as long as it's kept peaceful and kept on wax or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, you know. And uh why not let a um a older head, you know what I'm saying, speak his peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he wanna he wanna dive back in, you know, and hey. Yeah, why not? Why like that that's back to the topic we were talking about of just music. Like I feel like what I didn't get to say on that other topic was when I get older, I'ma still wanna listen to rap music. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna I'ma still gonna listen to the Motowns and all those things that we was brought up on. Those are still gonna be a part of my life. But it's like everybody has that moment in the car where you just wanna rock in the seat and <laughs> turn up by yourself, like you just, you know, and you know, some of this new music, you know, you can get into like that. It's mm -hmm. still some new music out there. It's like I'm not gonna grow out of rap. Right. Never. I'm not gonna get tired of hip hop or rap. So it's like we're gonna have to embrace some of this stuff. You know, you can always, you know, we had Millie Vanilli. We had some people back in the day that didn't deserve their moments, you know. So, so definitely a lot of one-hit wonders out there. Oh, yeah, man. Shout now, out to the one-hit wonders. I'm artists. afraid, though, music is going there. You think so? Man, try to get paid from for the summer real quick. Shoot, I mean. In and out. Look at, <laughs> shoot, we brought up the, the Silento kid. I mean, we're still waiting for the second song. Yeah. I mean. There's, no, there's nothing that had been... That next push is never as strong. Yeah. And if uh, it is, it's like, then you've made it. 
That's all uh, you really need. Our Memphis hit the Quan. Mm-hmm. Like we're still waiting for the next song. Yep. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's a couple out there that's you know could be local favorites. You know, local hub favorites as far as this region or that region, but nothing that's really sticking. Yeah, that gives you that next push. So yeah, man, that's probably like the big. Like I remember when we was coming up. The it wasn't always the first album because always your first album always got hits on deck. But it's like that second album. Yeah. Now we talking about a second single being like yeah. that's scary. Yeah, very. I the only the only album I remember really that fifty, Get Rich or Die Trying, mm-hmm. man, that was I was I was just getting deployed in Iraq when that when that came out. I was deployed February of 03, and that's right when that came out. Cause I remember that like that's just one of the moments in life you don't forget. Right. But every song on that wreck on that album, man, I could Classic. Yo, cla- I still in the club. Find a reason to touch one of them songs, you know, Absolutely. whether it be early, whether it be late. Some at some, there's just some songs I gotta get in rotation. So, shoot, what's your favorite joint off there? Cause I already know mine. Mine is easy. I think I like Mini Man for real. Mini Man, I dope. like Mini Man. I like uh, man, there's all of them. I like uh, what's the one? Um, my favorite joint is Back Down. Yeah. That's my favorite joint yeah. on there. And, I, yeah. and uh, yeah, we was talking about, I was talking to my brother one. about disc records. I was like, man, Back Down is up there with disc records of all time, man. Yeah. Like, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's Jai little bitch ass yeah. screaming out loud. <laughs> right. Southside motherfucker, that's just how I get down. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, never going to was... sell Mitsubishi Tie Crack Child. <laughs> I mean, them dad's boys suck. They no good. I ain't never heard a nigga say they like them in the hood. I'll back better than ever. I'm feeling myself. That's joint, man. Yo. I gotta make sure I got that on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what up, fifth. That's what I'm Send afraid. A nigga some effing. I'm afraid music ain't gonna be like this for for my kids, man. I'm gonna feel like they they're gonna just be able to like, yo, you remember that watch me whip? And it's like <laughs> some of that stuff is gonna be forgotten. Like, it ain't gonna be around long enough to really have an impact or really stick. Like I think the whip. I think that's going to be like how, all right, NBA games, whenever it's a jump ball, yeah. jump, jump. Yeah. I think it's going to be like one of those songs. Like, or it's going to turn into like the Macarena at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be something <laughs> or, that's or always the Cupid a part about, you know, it's gonna turn into culture, or not even culture, especially that Whip and Nene, man. That song crossed over. I mean, you've seen people oh, man. out every news reporter webcast or whatever that's doing. that's that's when you know something's crazy when it's like i mean people from all over the world not just the states you have people in every country man just youtube and videos putting it's like yo, how does that wave like blow up like what is that that that's the ultimate just yo what the fuck just happened yeah <laughs> and i mean you know i really really truly hope that homeboy capitalized every single penny off of that damn song yeah because i like you said man like there's been no follow-up like he's put out a couple tracks but it's not not nothing's yeah nothing nothing's nothing's working so that's that's like it's crazy man shoot um okay another more tragic news well not tragic news good news i would say uh john crawford oh yeah um they're gonna um what's guy's name he's from fairborn right yeah, the guy that made the nine one one call. Made the nine one one call, man. They're gonna um probable cause for making false statements. So obviously he could face uh six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. 
Obviously, uh, remind the people about John Crawford, which please. Yeah, John Crawford was a young man that was in one of our area suburbs of Dayton, Ohio's Walmart. Um, looks like he was shopping for some things. Must have either saw a gun out like anybody has ever been in a Kmart back in the day or how <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Must have thought that was something he wanted to mess around with. People got scared. 911 was called. Cops came in, unfortunately shot the man and killed him. Yeah, man. So, so they're gonna um they're gonna bring a uh, homeboy uh Ronald Richie up on charges, man. Yeah, I think and, that uh, I think that induced some panic is definitely because I don't the one thing I didn't get a chance to do this week that I wanted to, because I'm I'm a big news watcher, read the paper kind of guy. So reading that story is like I want to hear that nine one one call again because it's like, mm-hmm. was he in this place to where he could, he could tell he just grabbed the gun out? You know, like, like did it get how early in the, in the process was right. it? Was he really following him around? Is there some store footage? Right. If you can catch me stealing some skittles, you should be able to follow a guy that thinks he's following a guy with a gun. You know, right. <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> I think a lot of that still goes on. You know, the police department and their their actions when they get there because you know when you get to on a scene and like you know if you watch the tape and i watched it and i haven't watched it since the only the first time i saw it because i just was sickened by it uh you know you just see him and then goes around the corner and you see him fall Mm -hmm. it seems just from that point of view man it's like I understand that police officers are out there, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of dangerous things going on out there. But like you said, man, this is in one of the suburbs of Dayton, Ohio, man. Like, most things y'all doing is catching kids boosting from from the mall. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Trying to sneak in the movies. Yeah, this this ain't (laughs) popping on the west side of Dayton, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be real about it. So... You know what I'm saying? Just the the urgency to end someone's life so fast, so quick, so abruptly. Like that's my biggest thing. I I, I really wonder how information gets passed on. You know, like if I've done some workshops, and you know, my days where you know they might start with a secret that you have to you know pass mm-hmm. down a line of people, and by the time it got to the thirtieth person, it wasn't the same way as it started. You know, I wonder is communication for some of these things are they are they adrenaline rushing? He got a gun. I see him, he dead, you know, or is it like suspect could be drunk, suspect could have a, a mop, you know, like right. does it have to be that hardcore of a, of a thought process for someone to be under pressure? Because, you know, coming from a medical side of things, I was a medic in the army, mm-hmm. paramedic school here around town, and it's like I've been on some scenes and got to see some things where it's like you don't have a lot of time to make a decision. you mm-hmm. like, you got a few seconds to make a decision that, that could impact this person's life. For the rest of their life, right? So yeah, you don't have time to call the doctor back and say, "Um, what's that one thing we um, when you have a a, a lung that's been punctured, like you don't have time to ask them questions. You gotta just go with what you've been training on. Mm-hmm. So, so it's definitely, I feel for some of these policemen that have to, for one, that's just every day is like that has to be this a super stressful occupation. Absolutely, you know, man. every day you hoping you get to come back home, you doing. It's like the military for me. When Iraq, it's like, it's you or me. Like, I'm trying to get back. You right. Know? So it's like, I'm trying to get home. And some of these decisions you got to make at a split moment. But some of these decisions they making, they on a run of just horrible decisions. Yeah. That's, that's the thing <laughs> I was going to ask you about. It's horrible decisions, man. It's a, 
there's other ways to handle these situations. Like the one, the dude in New York that got choked out. Right. And that, like, it just seems like, man, like, is it, we just have so much coverage now and this has been a norm or is it, man, like these dudes is really out to get people. You know what I'm saying? It it's just, definitely that bunch. There's a bunch. I mean, we all know the the one dude that we, you know, feel like is a cool white dude. Right. You don't have, never think he would have those thoughts. The other white dudes we know that it's like, yo, he's been around since the 40s and 50s and his high school and, and young years. Like, so this dude's 70, 80 years old mm-hmm. might feel another way about me. Right. You know, so it's like you, you never know what someone else, how they was brought up. Right. And you expecting them to change because of the times or where the world is now. You don't know what that person went through from eight to 20. You know, he. It's funny <laughs> it's, you say that. It's I think I look at that. it just from a both low because I'm mixed. So, like, I have some family members that definitely didn't approve of my mom having a mixed child when I, in, in 82. Mm-hmm. You know, that definitely wasn't a hot topic then. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it is now where it's just another baby being born. That right. was like a moment for a family to deal with, you mm-hmm. know, so. Some of the people weren't receptive to that. You know, it is what it is. But some of my family, you know, I know love me genuinely mm-hmm. just for me. So it's like I look at some of the, some of the, like when it's racial like that, I wonder like, did this cop just make a bad decision? Mm-hmm. Or is this dude really just like, I really don't give a fuck about them people. Right. They can just die. You know? It's funny you say it's that because my brother, he has a, <laughs> we, we rag on him all the time because he always says, Man, it's 2016, man. People need to get over that. And I always resort back to like, yeah, you know it's 2016. We all know it's 2016, but some people don't want it to be 2016. Mm -hmm. They want it to be like it was then. And when they came up and they felt like things were better and safer then, and they feel like this new America or whatever is a problem. Yeah, You know what I mean? When when you watch watch this political stuff with Trump and all the... People that's doing this, you know, protesting and like it just it looks like, man, this is about to get really it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. And like, to be honest with you, I was a fan of the idea of Trump in the very beginning because I was a fan of a businessman Mm -hmm. running the country. See how the country always struggles with their money and their budgeting. Someone that's had successful in business, I thought was a great idea. Mm -hmm. About two days into that thought, it was (laughs) like, yo, this dude is crazy. Like. They say rich people, you know, they they didn't get rich off of, you know, doing what people say they should. So some people believe in what he's doing, and it's like, yo, if that's what you believe in. It's like, yo, we we really can't have nothing more to talk about. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we getting down to crunch time for the election too, man. Yeah, I mean, it's some, shoot, the, these, it's these really about to get real. Are, like, I know people think the president don't make the decision, got to go through Congress, got to go through all that, and it's like he still has to represent the country. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a great history of having war on America land. And that's one thing people don't even think about. Like that, that rec center you go to could just be blown up in a second. Right. And your whole town is, is changed forever. Cause war just happened above your town. Like that's you don't real. want, you don't want them days here. Right. And I mean, <laughs> I've you seen can, it over there. You can definitely speak to that because I mean, obviously you, you served in our military and I mean, Shoot, Dayton is a military town. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got a big Air Force base right <laughs> up the street. And it's an important Air Force base for the Air Force. Right. You know, and some... I can just remember, you know what I'm saying, you talked about when you deploy and everything. I, we talked about this before. 
Um, this is off mic, but uh, you know, nine eleven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember that day so vividly, man. I was uh, I was going into my uh, senior year at Wright State, and you know what I'm saying. I was working at the library. You know what I'm saying life is good. I'm like, man, it's my last year. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my core classes. I'm good. Grades is on point. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to graduate, working at the library, income coming in, life is good. Wake up, look at the news, like, what is that? Mm, whatever. Start getting ready. Whatever. Not paying no attention, you know, in my own world. And then I see the second plane hit the tower. Go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, what is going on? So they canceling classes. They clear everybody to go home. Heard the sonic booms go off. Dude, I almost shit my pants, son. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even going to lie. I was like, what the fuck was that? I called yeah. my moms. My moms was like, I want you to come home. And they like, damn, they're locked the, the campus down. It was crazy, yeah. dog. So let me let me tell you the, the military story. Yeah. So yeah. This one's good because I've heard this one before. This is good. I, I, I joined the military March of 01, basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia. And I did my, my job training in San Antonio. I didn't get to where I was stationed at, which is Fort Sill, Oklahoma, until August 24th <laughs> of 2001. So I was brand new to the Army. I hadn't been there, what, three weeks? August to September 11th, like three weeks at most. I had been in, in the Army. And um, I, I'll skip the other hand. The September 10th, I had one of the most amazing nights in my life. <laughs> we were two women for the first time. <laughs> so it was a really late, late night, right? So that morning, I'm on like two hours of sleep thinking I can go to PT, get these, because it was push-ups. It was, it, was like, it was like upper body day. We wasn't running. Mm -hmm. Get these push-ups and sit-ups in, back to the room, catch me another hour, hour and a half nap, be back to work at nine. Mm -hmm. So I go to PT. Everything's everything. I'm come home, take that nap. I'm like, forget breakfast. We'll eat later. You know, sleep is more important at, right. this, at this moment. So I, I get up about 8.15. Now, at that time, we stayed in the old school, how you would imagine, like an old army movie barracks. Okay. Like we had a community bathroom. So we everybody had their own room, but we all shared a bathroom with like eight showers in it, 10 sinks, you know, one of those deals. So I got up, take a shower. I'm coming back to my to my room, and my dude had just bought like a 50-inch TV. At that time, that was like amazing. Like, right. what is this big TV in your room? I walk in the room, has the first plane is hitting the, the uh, World Trade Center. I look over there, I'm like, yo, what game is this? They all looking at me like, this is happening in real life. I'm like, I thought it was a video game. I'm like, cut it out. You know, everybody messing with me. I'm the new guy. I kind of just looked at it for a second, walked out, and I blew it off. So I go in my room, turn my TV on, and I'm like, oh, this, <laughs> this, on, this is on the, the Today Show. Like, this is, <laughs> this is news. So it all happened, and we had to be there at 9. Uh, we all decided to just stay in the rooms. It was just chaos going on. People didn't know what, what, was, what the plan was. So they finally called us in. We're sitting there doing nothing but watching the TV. So me and my homeboy was like, Let's go to the Chinese spot. I'm sure it's dead right now. <laughs> like we can go get this grub in real quick. <laughs> so we about eleven, we dipped to go to the Chinese spot. Man, worst decision I ever made in my life. We go to the Chinese spot, we eat. I did not get back to my room until almost 10 p.m. that night. It took almost 10 hours to get probably the equivalent of like, we'll say eight to nine blocks. Wow. 
like the gates were shut down. They wouldn't let nobody in military installations. Then they started to let car by car in after they did like extensive, like 10 minute searches on vehicles. It took forever. We was, <laughs> we was out there all day. So then that whole thing happened. Mind in you, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> hot as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People leaving their cars on the highway. Wow. Running, run, like running to get on base. From, from September 12th until after Thanksgiving, they put us on guard duty with full gear, weapons, you know, you name it, R- rotating around the communications building seven days a week, eight hours on, 16 hours off. And you, rot- you rotate between first, second, and third shift. So one week you did first, one week you did second, one week you did third shift. Seven days. That was my introduction to the Army. Now, <laughs> now I, I know this part too, but you know what I'm saying? Why did you go into the army? Yes. This so, is this is the other good part. <laughs> so a friend of mine, he again, I worked at the Salem Mall, and I got kind of got being tired of the dude everybody came home to see. All my friends was going to Oxford, Miami of Ohio, or going to Cincinnati or Ohio State. I have friends. I'm like, yo. Then I they have like little Christmas break or home Sunday they'll come home for it real quick and they be hitting me up mm-hmm. like yo I'm not gonna be this guy that's just the the homebody where everybody else is having a great time in college so he was telling me about football he was talking about he met a recruiter who was gonna uh, possibly get him a, a audition or a, a tryout for the army football team the college army football team so I'm going just literally just to support him. Hear about it. I didn't really play football in high school, but I could. I was just a band geek. Band was more important to me than sports in some degree. So I'm listening to it, and he takes the ASVAB test. I take it. Just I'm going. I'm like I just I'm doing it just to be there. Mm-hmm. Not really planning on going. I take it. I pass it. He fails the test. <laughs> <laughs> next, I told you it gets good. <laughs> next thing I know. <laughs> I'm sitting with a lady picking from like a page of like 15 jobs. And so I'm like, I need a second. I call my mom. Like I'm reading off the list. It's like police. It's, you know, supplies of this. And one was a medic. My mom's the nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I'm gonna pick. Uh, oh yeah. So before this though, the first time you go, you go take the test. All that, you swear in. So you swearing in, like it's not officially a swearing, but mm-hmm. you you're sworn in to your commitment to be here in, in three weeks to go go off. So that's when my mom found out that I did all this. So I came home and was like, uh, "I'm leaving in three weeks for basic training." Hey, by the way, yeah, during dinner, spaghetti, broccoli, <laughs> like a regular night, you know. <laughs> by the way, I'm leaving in three weeks to go to the army. So her brothers, Air Force. We have cousins and family Air Force, but no one was Army. I think that was the mixed side in me being different in my family. Anyway, <laughs> I, I want to do something different. So I went to the army. So, but so you go back in three weeks, pick your job. Like I just said, you know, you swear in again and you literally like, I'm like, have to decide on this job. Like now they're like pressuring you to like, come on, we don't have all day, son. Like, what are you going to pick? I'm call my mom. Like I'm going to pick medic just because if I have questions, I can call you since you a nurse. I got to go. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm going to be a medic, you know? So, that's literally how that went down. And then you sleep overnight in Columbus, and then they you're on that plane to Fort Benning. Ooh. And my introduction to Fort Benning, just imagine a hot, humid Georgia day, and this dude on the bus, he's 6'8", 
270, black as hell, <laughs> just looked like he didn't kill everything in sight in your face. I, Real Terminator. Yeah, nigga. like, get the <laughs> fuck off my bus. Like, you like, what the fuck? Why are you so angry? You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just got here. <laughs> like, they trying to just, they break you down. Like, call home crying probably the fifth day. Like, y'all know what I signed up for, but this ain't for me. But they break you down to build you up. And then, you know, from there on, man, it's, it's a great ride. Like, I friends all over the U.S. Right. that I can go, you know, kick it with, chop it up with. Never, never out of town and not know nobody. Like, so that's dope. So it's definitely a experience for all you young people out there if you want to challenge, like, challenge the military. All I do, all I remember is in high school, they would come, they would have recruiters up there, man. And I would be like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, cause, you know what I'm saying? And that we was all me. got that uncle. That was me. It's like, yeah, no way. We all got that this. uncle that's a little off. <laughs> and they was in it. And and I was like, no, nah, this ain't my way. Like, well, how you going to pay for it? Like, man, I got a scholarship. It's like, scholarship ain't going to pay for everything. I got a job. Right. Like, I had my answers <laughs> locked and loaded, See, that was me, dog. like, but I look back at so many things that I – Got to do in the military, mm-hmm. and then like some of the positions and things that I've done that might have caused harm to my body, I get compensated for. So some of those things allow me to, uh, for a moment there when Club Cream was packed and Michaels and that that realm of just dating nightlife, I could really just DJ and still have my bills paid with you know my disability money. Or so it's like it was dope to be able to chase that dream mm-hmm. and, and commit to it, and not have right. to worry about. Yo, I gotta, I gotta do this during the week too, cause we need groceries. We need like so. Right. That was that was a great time for me. I was able to just a good three year run where it was. How long were you in the military? Four years. I went from '01 to '05. Okay. No re up, huh? Man, my options was back to Iraq or get or 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 uh, get out. <laughs> and I found out. See, this is <laughs> this is why I think I have three daughters now. There was a girl, she worked in like the processing for the base. So like if the if people got orders to deploy, their office would be the ones to receive that information. So before the, even the commanders would find out, oh, somebody's so. hands is on it. Mm-hmm. So me and her had a little fling going, a little, little after work, you know, just relationship. And she kind of told me, she like, when, when are you out processing? I'm like, my and this is another story, but I had... A huge amount of days off saved up. Mm-hmm. So my actual out date was March 5th. And I got out January 20th. Because I had that much vacation days saved okay. up. So if I didn't have those days. They got presented the orders like January 20 whatever. Like a week later. Because I already had the orders to out process. They could have rejected my orders and made me stay. Oh. But they didn't. Woo. But that was definitely a conversation that was had. With me and my commander like. You might have to pull your, pull your uh, out process, and you might have to come with us before you can get out. I'm like, man, I'll be an a wall fool for real. I'll be on the run because I wasn't going over there, man. It was your war is especially as a medic. It sucks, bro. <laughs> like this only you, you you see things and you're a part of things that people are changed forever off of. And it's like, I do not want to go over there and do that again. Again, right. The yeah. word again. Like, the once was plenty. And you know, the crazy part about that, man, my brother, you know, he was looking into the military when he uh, graduated from high school. Like I told you, he's six years older than me. And that's the whole reason, like, 
You know what I'm saying? I got pretty good grades in school. Mm. And when he was about to go to the military, he, um, much like yourself, he was uh, in a position where, you know what I'm saying, they're rushing him to do this, rushing him to do mm-hmm. it, swearing in, swearing him in, all this stuff. He wasn't 17 at the time. He was only 17 at the time. And technically, once you do that, you in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, you know, and him and I have, like, horrible allergies, like, grass trees anything wool like anything you put on your body us like will break out in hives right. so he's checking off all these boxes or whatever and uh he's like hey i gotta call my mom because you know she knows that mama like your mom she's yeah, a nurse yeah, yeah. and he asked her this quite like hey am i allergic to this or whatever and of course he didn't tell her why it's like like yeah why it's like, oh, I'm filling out this paperwork. I'm like, oh, you get another job or something? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, I'm thinking about going into the military. She's like, you're what? It's like, no, you're not. Right. And she's like, well, I already swore in or whatever. And uh, she's like, put them on the phone. <laughs> One of them situations. And then the, the dude tells my mom, I was like, well, he's 17. Because like, this is in April. His birthday's in May. It's like, yo, oh, yeah, he's, this is, he's right there. you know what I'm saying? We have the blah, Yikes. blah, blah, blah. And um, you know, she called. They called my pops, and my pops was like, well, "He grown. He can do what he want. If this is what he want to do, you know, what I'm saying, if he ain't don't want to go to school, what he gonna do? Just sit around here and work at Long John <laughs> Silver. Like, he chasing something. Like, you gotta do something. He can't just sit here and do nothing. And she and she was like, "Nope, he ain't going." And uh, all I can remember about myself was like, "Man, my brother about to go to the military." And then I remember him coming home. I was like, so what's up? <laughs> like, you go, I'm thinking, thinking in my head, like, I'm thinking I was probably like 11, 12. Like, yo, you about to be like a G.I. Joe or whatever? He's like, hell no. It's like, man, don't ever do that. Like, ever, ever. Yeah, that's what I'm like, telling you. That some of those, <laughs> some of that process, man, you look at it like, yo, what the hell was I thinking? Why am I, man, I can remember days of, they having us out in thunderstorms, doing sit-ups on muddy hills, crawling. Like just some of the things that you go through in the military is like, I did not sign up for this. Like, this ain't Vietnam. Like, we not on that no more. <laughs> like, we got computers. We got joysticks we can, we can fire at people now. Like, it's not like that, but you still got to know how to right. survive in that. And you got to right. know how to. And some of those lessons you learn, man, like, you know, it's, it's dope to feel like, if need be, I can, I can, I can survive for a second. I, I, I know some tactics that are helpful in me surviving these situations. Right, you know? absolutely. So. I mean, it also has to be a, a great sense of accomplishment because I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure there's people that you enroll with that chuck the deuces. Oh man, I can There's two stories. The one I was getting ready to tell you was there was a guy who he um the night that we were sleeping in Columbus at the MEP station before you depart. Oh, this is before. This is, this is like after we all done did all the paperwork, your job, you just waiting for your 4 a.m. wake up to go to the airport for your flight. You just sleeping overnight. This dude, he was my roommate. I didn't know what service he was going to because it's all different services. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going everywhere. He got up at like one in the morning like, I'm not doing this, bro. Nice to meet you. Walked out. I don't, like made a run for it. <laughs> Made a run like because he was like, I don't, like you don't have no car, you know, you just there. You got, you might have a credit card or some cash or a debit card. You ain't got no, it ain't no Uber. It's two thousand one. Right, right. <laughs> you got to make a decisions, decision. So Ooh. that's one story. And then the other one I can't Ooh-wee. remember. Other one I can't remember. 
when we got orders, is a good friend of mine, and I, st- I think about him all the time, bro. He was a really good friend. We hooped together after work, chased the same chicks, same group of chicks. Like, we was just kicking it together. He's from Memphis, man. We got them orders to go to war. It, it's like the movies, but they call you to formation, do a count, make sure everyone's present, and they read off, like, from the President of the United States, order number, and they read it to you, like, this unit will be deploying to Operation Iraqi Freedom on in the dates. And it's like, yo, we got orders to go to war. He reading this shit. We standing in attention like, what the fuck? You know, like, this really about to happen. Bro, he looked at me right when it was all done. He's like, bro, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> that day, bro, he, he, he stayed probably two rooms down from me. That night, he would load his car up all night with all his stuff, loading up his stuff, loading up his stuff. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you doing, bro? He's like... I'm not going to war. I'll tell you that. Like, I ain't signing up for this, man. I'm trying to get the school money. Like, And that's kind of what I was on. Right. Was like, get this GI bill and get out anyway. I, if war wasn't in the forecast, I probably would have stayed because I was, you know, adapted to that life. Mm-hmm. But I really joined just to get this school money. Right. And he like, I'm like, bro, I did the same thing, but you can't just be AWOL. Like, your life would be fucked up. For-. He's like, hey, I'm trying to be a street nigga then because this is just, <laughs> like, he was really on it. Like, I'm, bro, I'm gone. And drove off into the night. I've never heard or seen this dude again. Are you serious? I've looked him up. He ain't on social media. Like I, I spend the time to Google this man. Like, like he nowhere to be found, bro. Like if you ain't on social media at this point, it's like you have to have it. You can even have the page just with your name on it to right. show you alive. Like, <laughs> like people have those pages. They don't even use. And they, are, you know, and, and they just regular don't even use social media. So yeah, think about that. We talking about technology. Think about this. Like, uh, what's the I you know it was monster.com like back in the day. Like it got the new one. I forget what it's called. But anyway, like you looking for a job now. Like yeah. it's not you like walk into a building. All, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. You don't walk into a building and fill out an application. All that stuff is online, yeah. man. Everything I did to get hired at the VA was online. You know, all you, online. And I have been applying on USA Jobs. That's like the the government website of choice for you can look for jobs in any state. You know, it, it, all Department of Defense or Department of, you know, government jobs will be on there. But you apply online, they'll tell you this. They'll send you an email a week later. We got your resume. Thanks for applying. You'll get an email in three weeks. You're you're getting processed. Kind of like give you updates. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get a phone call like, we want to have an interview with you. You know, it's like, but I was doing that for five years. Right. It took me forever to get a reply back. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it, it's hard work to be off the grid. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to try. <laughs> like People don't, your bank online. Like, when I, like there, there's times where I can move money to this account and that account and that account where I only have to go to the bank for nothing. Mm-hmm. I can just put it over here and, and then use this debit card for a little bit. Or, you know, I can move money here for this week or that week. So That's crazy. You ain't seen or heard from since two thousand one. I have not. I have not seen this man since formation that night when we packed this car, bro. Imagine like your homie that you just would walk to the rec center with to go hoop after a night of college, or you know, like just that group of friends. Like he was just mm-hmm. the homie. We played Madden. We went out together. You know, hollered at chicks, party. Six six months in, you know, because. Because we got orders probably middle of like 2002 because they, they give you like a year. They gave us like a year to go train here and train there because mm-hmm. 
this particular unit I was in was put together by President Bush, and they were strictly there to find weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. So we had special forces, we had all branches of the military, we had scientists, we had like it was like a dope. We were just there support for this like really dope unit. They had New York Times reporters, like the whole shebang, but. We were their support, so we were their medic, their the medical needs, their supply needs, their cooking, you know, like all that stuff. We were just their support, but we got to see they was doing some really dope, <laughs> like EOD, like explosives, like got to do the whole MacGyver thing with the <laughs> ten ten foot antenna and the one button with the glass over it, and you push it, and it's like fire in the hole, like all that <laughs> tanks exploding, like we got to blow up a lot, <laughs> a lot of dope stuff, so. Definitely got to experience a lot with it, but it's one of them things, man, where you got to either be ready to adapt to it or you're going to spend a life on the run. Because, I mean, AWOL and nothing to, you know, you ain't getting no loans. You ain't getting no. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> about that. You ain't getting no job. I mean, like. You, you, he's absolutely right. It's like a war. That's the only, only <laughs> option with to be a street nigga because <laughs> I ain't going to be like, all like, right, man, I'm going to just go to. uh. Tennessee State. Right, you can't have nothing in your name. You gotta have these chicks having phones. Like that's a life that you just gotta be. I got two right. phones <laughs> for real. Like that's whew. that's hey, nuts, man. I hope you're doing all right, man. I ain't, yes, sir. I'm not going on 15 years almost now. So man, well there it is, man. Episode two in the books, man. Yeah, man, you can't make this shit up. You can't. Kev Nash, man. DJ Killer Kev. We appreciate y'all share. Comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. And, yeah, uh, man. Come back next week for another episode. Uh, shoot, we gonna we gonna keep the stories rolling with Killer Kev and his uh, <laughs> army stories, man. Because these is off the hook, man. Like that was, I I knew the other one, but I ain't know about your own boy on real, the run. Real quick, like 30, 30 seconds. Yeah, that's one of the jokes about my name being Killer Kev. Because people ask me, have I ever killed somebody in the military? That's always like a personal question uh-huh. someone asks you, and it's like I have, but not in the way you think. But it's like I had to run over people like in Iraq. I had to like so we can get to that next week. Oh, I had oh. to like run over people. But like so the killer part is like a little play on like I'm a killer because I actually have. <laughs> now I'm not bragging about it, but like it's it's a, it's a part of me. But then it's like Kev. So it's like there it I'm is, killer man. during the weekends, Kev during the weekdays. Hey, man, in a business, that's what we call a hook. We got you hooked to hear next week's story, yeah, yeah. man. So but I'm killer. Kev became sure. a killer. You know, you're definitely going to get into that. So. You can't make this shit up. Episode two. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah.